You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 299. Don't be afraid. Reach out to other women who are already doing it. See what they're doing. See what, you know, they're not doing or, or you know what I mean? And just because, you know, there's, it's, I guess, a male dominated field doesn't mean that, you know, there's not women out there that's rocking it out. So, yep. yeah, I would say dig, dig into it. Go for it. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, the world's number one podcast when it comes to wholesaling real estate. I am your host, Brent Daniels. If this is your first time listening or watching, welcome. If you are one of our loyal Rhino Tribe members, thank you so much for making this incredibly special. Each week, Tom Kroll, Cody Hoffein, and myself bring you thoughts and interviews from around the country for one single purpose, and that is to give you the instruction on how to go out and find the absolute best real estate opportunities in your marketplace. That leads me to this incredible, our incredible guest today on the podcast. This woman, this woman, this wholesaling woman is out of Mississippi. It is in, and she's going to break down her incredible journey with her wholesaling business. It is my pleasure to introduce to you, Jennifer Tolbert. Say hello. Hi, guys. Thanks, Brent. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being on here. This is incredible. I think that, you know, the, the the best part about this podcast is we get different people from different places, different markets, some big, some small, you know, but all with the same common theme, which is go out and find those opportunities that nobody else knows about, right? right. So right. your journey started what, a year ago, two years ago, kind of get, when did your journey in real estate, just real estate specific start? Yeah. Yeah. So last year I started, I became an agent, um, in about, I think it was like February, end of February. So yeah, I started in the retail side. I, um, started out with a team, put my, my foot down and just, you know, went at it and tried to learn as much as I could about the retail side. And then as far as getting into the investment side, my husband actually um, does investments. So <laughs> I kept sitting and I was looking at him and he was doing deals. And I was like, wow, like you're not even putting that much work in. Like what is going on? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it, it was interesting to watch that. So, you know, I watched that or whatever. And then, um, you know, I, I learned what I could about retail. And then so actually the first of years when I started, you know, kind of, you know, diving more into the investment side. So, and that leads me here. <laughs> I love it. And and this is a, this is a question that I get all the time. The question that I get all the time is, should I, or do I need to get a real estate license to start wholesaling, to be in this business, right? It's a common question I get yes. all the time because I've been licensed since 2004. Now, my answer yeah. to them is you absolutely don't, but it's personal preference. What do you think? I mean, did you know about it? It sounds like you got your license first and then your journey towards wholesaling came after. Is that right? 
That's right. That's great. Yeah. So I was all about retail. I was all about, you know, I wanted to work with the buyers. I wanted to work with the sellers. You know, I was just all about retail. I had no idea that I could, you know, go as far as I've gone right now on investment side. So it was very interesting. After a while, though, I was just like, maybe this is not for me. You know, maybe driving around with the buyers all day and, mm-hmm. you know, appointment after, you know what I mean? And then sometimes you never, you never put anything on the contract. But when it comes to investment side, the investment side, I feel like you don't have to have your license. I feel like it is an advantage awesome. in a sense. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that, you know, I always have to disclose a course that I'm a realtor. So yep. I've found here that it makes people feel a little bit more comfortable. Sure. I'm not just, you know, trying to steal their house from them or whatever. Like I really am serious about this. And so I don't think it's necessary. I think it can help. I mean, I have to run comps and stuff like that. So I have that at my fingertips. So yeah, I don't know. It depends on how you want to take it or where you want to go with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I would say that I would say don't let getting a real estate license stop you from starting your wholesaling journey, right? Right. But I will say that it is a huge advantage that you get access to the MLS, right? Mm -hmm. You get access to all the free training you could possibly believe because (laughs) everybody comes into brokerages trying to train you and and teach you about all the, the, the processes and how to comp properties and how to use certain tools really, really well. Plus, it right. gives you some credibility when you're reaching out to other real estate agents that say, hey, I'm with this brokerage. I actually am a buyer myself. I'm not going to waste your time. I know the, I know what you go through. I know the, the ups and downs of representing buyers, but I want to be your, I want to be the easiest buyer that you have. I speak the language, that type of thing. So there is an advantage there, but do not, if you're listening to this, do not let it stop you. But what I will tell you is if you were a real estate agent and you have just stumbled on to this podcast, you're listening to the first few podcasts and you're getting kind of excited and you're, you're a little bit nervous. Can I be the buyer in wholesale or should I stay in this comfort zone of representing buyers and sellers and just kind of work it that way? What I will tell you is this. As an agent, I made 2.7% on average for the sale for commissions. That was between buying and selling. With wholesaling, I make 16%. Not, not even close. <laughs> Not even close. It's not even close. And the interesting thing, and I'm sure that you know this, like because you mentioned it about being around the buyers and the sellers. Every week you have a new boss, right? Every week, okay. like these, the sellers and the buyers are your boss, right? They're right. telling you what they want to see. They're telling you what they expect from you. They want this and that, especially if you're listing a lot of properties. So you've got a lot of bosses with a lot of different personalities and a lot of different yes. situations, and it can really, really wear on your soul. <laughs> I mean, at least for me, right? <laughs> Literally. Yes. It definitely can wear you down. And like you said, you have all these bosses everywhere, but you know, I found like just this one deal that I just completed. I was in control of that deal. Like, you know, I know it's their house, but, you know, like, hey, I have, I'm offering you this and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, definitely. It's it's a lot of work keeping up with all the buyers, all the sellers. You know, this person wants that and this person wants to go here. And it's a lot. It definitely is. So, so, so you got into, you joined my TTP program and then yeah. how did your schedule, how do you adjust for, because you still do traditional real estate, right? Right, right. Right. And you do wholesaling. What does your schedule look like to be able to to handle all that? 
Yeah, yeah. So originally, okay, so my schedule was um, I was with the team. And so, you know, we were very, the team was very structured. So we're up, you know, at the office at eight o'clock. We made calls. We cold called like, you know, for what, two hours. And so, um, so I was kind of coming into TTP. I was like, oh yeah, I can do this, you know, but I know not everybody has that to fall back on. But um, yeah, so my schedule is, you know, I don't get up quite as early because I don't have to be at the office now. But I usually spend about an hour and a half, uh, well, especially prior to this deal, I spent about an hour and a half making cold calls. And it wasn't every day. It was probably, you know, maybe three, four days a week. Yep. So, yeah, I spent about an hour and a half making calls. And it was just sitting here, you know, just letting it rip. I'm on, uh, you know, I use Mojo, just yep. let it go. <laughs> how, how was it the first time you started? Like, I remember the first I, time I started, I made one call. I mean, I, I pressed go on Mojo. I talked to one seller and all of a sudden I was like, oh no, 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 no. And this was when I first started, I, like you, I was doing traditional real estate. I was calling these canceled and expired listings, these for sale by owners. They yelled at me. I'm getting 50 calls today on this listing. Who do you, blah, 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 you know, to call me everything in the book. And then I was like, oh my God. Gosh, I'm so sensitive to this. Like, oh man, I can't do this, right? And then finally yeah. I got in and I built up the endurance for it. But how was it when you first started? When I first started, actually, believe it or not, I was nervous. I was very nervous. Even though I had already done cold calling, I was still nervous because it was new. It was something, you know, it was different. So, but, you know, I stuck with it. I made that first call and, you know, I stuck with your script. Yep. Your script is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, just opens it up. And so, you know, I got a few people that were like, um, well, who are you? And, you know, how did you get my number? And, you know, this type of deal. But for the most part, everybody was pretty, you know, they were able to open up. And I guess, I don't know, maybe my previous cold calling experience helped that. But um, yeah, yeah. I was nervous at first, but hey, after that first, I don't know, first two, three, four phone calls and, you know, the person hangs up or they fuss you out or whatever, you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really important. uh, And I've said this on on some of the other podcasts, but get everything set up, right? Get your list in there, get your dialer set up. Or even if you're you're starting out and you're just hand dialing these things, have your list ready and just don't have anything in your way to just press go. Because if there's Mm -hmm. anything in your way, if there's any little thing that's going to distract you for 20 seconds or more, it is going to stop you from, from starting. Right. All of a sudden Mm -hmm. we start, you know, coming up with these crazy ideas in our heads and what to expect and what's going to (laughs) happen. Right. We play these mind games and and then we don't ever take the action. And and that really stunts our growth in this business. And it's really interesting. I found personally the calls when you're calling as the buyer is way easier than calling as a real estate professional. Right. I agree. I totally agree. Way easier. (laughs) Way easier. So for any real estate agent out there that's grinding on phones and really doing it and and calling all these people for listings or buyers or whatever, I'm telling you, wholesaling is the way to go. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, it really is. So you would go two hours a day? Hour and a half, two hours a day? Yeah. You still do it now? Yeah, I would even no, not as much. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got some other things going on, but um, yeah, I would start out, it was either in the morning time or in the afternoon time. And I did find out that the afternoon time worked better, you know, as far as getting people on the phone uh, from okay. here. So yeah. yeah. Was it harder <laughs> or easier to be consistent in the afternoon? For me, it was a little bit easier because I'm 
just not a morning person. So it was a little bit easier for me to be consistent in the afternoon. I love um, it. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the kids were not here and things like that. So it was just easier. Yeah, I love and it. like I, I said, I, go ahead. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. I got a better response rate in the afternoon. So <laughs> Awesome. That's really, really yeah. good input. I mean, I always had to do it in the morning because the afternoons became like crazy and things happened. But the best cold caller in the country uh, Luke Rodfold, who who I've done a video with, I mean, he doesn't start cold calling until one o'clock in the afternoon and just crushes mm-hmm. it till four. So, I mean, I think yeah. it's I think it's personal preference. Um, yeah. I think if you know that you're going to have a lot of distractions in the afternoon, then do get it yeah. done in the morning. But if you're feeling yeah. that, like I only like exercising in the afternoon. Like I like my body being warmed up. I'm not a morning person. I like, you know, every time I get injured, it would be like in the morning, right? Because I wasn't my, I just wasn't warmed up enough. So I like it in the afternoon. So that's the same thing with our brains and with making these calls, you know, and with really with our ability to communicate, our ability to talk to people. If it's better in the afternoon and you have the self-awareness to know that, rock and roll. Yeah. I fully encourage that. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. (laughs) So let's break down because you got your first, we're going to break down your first wholesale deal. Like this is so incredible. I'm so excited to share this with everybody. So you started out, tell me it was a cold call, right? Right, right. So yeah, it was actually um, a cold call. So I'd actually spent time, you know, making phone calls and I was using a particular list, which was the delinquent tax with absentee owners. So I called a couple of times and of course, you know, I didn't get an answer. And so I got a call back actually Mm -hmm. from this property, the property owner. And um, it wasn't the actual wife. It was the husband. He gave me a call back. And so, you know, I spoke with him and let him know like, Hey, you know, I'm looking to buy your property, you know, this type of deal. And so it was at that point, I guess he had seen my missed calls. I don't know. Maybe he just felt like, okay, let me talk to this girl. (laughs) So talk to him. Like I said, we made an appointment. Mm -hmm. We made an appointment for I think it was the very next day or maybe two days later. So made the appointment, went out to the house, met with the husband and wife. The house is in great condition. I'll, I'll say I, I feel pretty blessed to have gotten a house, you know, that didn't need a ton of work. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we met, checked out the house, came back, you know, ran numbers, you know, I ran comps and things like that. Called him the next day, gave him the offer. He said, we'll take it. I was like, wait. Was it that easy? <laughs> it is. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was blown away. And so he's like, okay, we'll take it. And so I was like, all right. So next day, went back out, signed the contract, got it locked down. And we, I think we closed in like three weeks on that. I one. love it. Why did he want to sell it? What was his motivation? Okay. So the wife had owned the house for like years. Yeah. She was uh, married previously and um she didn't want the house anymore they just they kept all the maintenance up on it they all the utilities were still on they came over you know and cleaned up the lawn and but yeah they just came over and they kept it up so she just didn't want it anymore they didn't want to pay taxes they lived uh, i think another county over mm-hmm. she got remarried uh, um so yeah yeah they were just hey, so we, was it vacant it. yeah it was vacant they didn't even rent it out they just kept it up nope. They didn't want to rent it. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't want to fool with any renters. They I just kept it. it up. Like, yeah, it was. It was in almost. It was in moving condition. Like it was ready to go. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! And this is really an interesting niche because mm-hmm. sometimes when people get divorced, well, every time when people get divorced, the assets get split up. Somebody gets the house, 
if there's, you know, maybe some bad emotions about the house or they're like, you know, I want to start over. I want to start fresh. I want to move out. You know, obviously, did she own it free and clear? She owned it free and clear. And And she even had a, yeah, she had a son that she had raised there in the house, but, um, you know, he didn't want the house either. Like I said, it was in a, it was in a great condition. It was in a great spot. There were other renters in the neighborhood. They knew the neighbors, you know, for years, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but they just didn't want it. And just I was there. It. I was like, yeah, yeah. So the wife was, um, she was kind of apprehensive, you know, because she was like, I don't, I don't want to deal with all the paperwork and, you know, listing it with the realtor. She didn't want to deal with all that. And I was like, well, that's fine. You know, we don't have to go through any of that. I am a realtor, you know, just in case you need. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So was, what? Was, so give, <laughs> give us some specifics. What did you put it under contract for? We put it under contract for 57,621. Okay. And yeah. 57, 57 and some change. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. when you put it out to your buyers, what what did you put it out for and what did you get? We put it out for 73. Okay. Yeah. So my husband, like I said, he was already working um, on the investment side. And so we have a business phone that we use. And so (laughs) I was able to go through his phone and kind of locate a buyer that way. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. So he had had some, just some peers, just some, some people in his network that, that you reached out to and, and they wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. So we negotiated on it. Um, we ended up negotiating at 70,000. Yeah. So, and I still walked away with, I think my, my check was like a little bit over 12,000. 12,000 on your first check and in three weeks, right? What was the timeline from the first conversation to getting that check? Okay. So talk to them on like May 15th. Yeah. And we closed on June 7th. Oh, I love it. Look at that. Hold on a second. You made 12,000? (laughs) Twelve thousand three hundred seventy-nine. <laughs> yeah, Made it was pretty awesome. Bell. I was pretty stoked. I love it. I'm <laughs> stoked. I love it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's literally, you know, sometimes when you make these calls, people are ready to go right away. Like they called you back. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Now, did you leave a voicemail, or was it just they saw a missed call, called you back, and you started that conversation? Yeah. So like I said, I had called, I think two to three times. And mm-hmm. so I guess they saw that missed call and they called me back. Yeah. I didn't leave a voicemail. I can't remember if I did a text message because some of them that I called, I did text messages. Sure. So I can't remember. But yeah, so it was definitely a cold call. I mean, you know, had I not called, I wouldn't have gotten that deal, you know? Incredible. Um, yeah. 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 And so the husband, he was actually a retired state trooper and um, he was a judge for a little while. So, I mean, they were, it was great. It was great to work with them. Like I said, you know, they were able to trust me. I disclosed, you know, the fact that I'm a realtor, but hey, you know, take this off of your hands, basically. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think, you know, it's really interesting. I think that as a woman in the wholesaling business, in the real estate business in general, I truly believe that you, you have a huge advantage. I believe that you have such a huge advantage that literally... Both my acquisition managers are are women and my number one cold caller is a woman. You know what I mean? Wow. Like that is not just just because. I mean, that's really purposeful. The women in this industry are extremely powerful and people really trust you a lot easier and they understand. And it's just, I I think that more women need to be inspired to get into wholesaling and feel confident that they can go out and do this, especially if they come from a real estate background. What do you think? 
Yeah, I totally agree because at first, initially, I was even getting into the retail side. You know, I was thinking about all these, you know, crazy scenarios and things like that. But yeah, I totally agree. Being a woman, it's different, you know, because sometimes I do think more about where I'm going or who sure. I'm talking to or whatever. But on that, and you know, the safety aspect. But um, I do find that people, I don't know, they they will talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Yeah, an advantage that I found was. But exactly like you were saying, we go into some really rough neighborhoods, right? Not anything that I'd be uncomfortable with them going to, but we do all of the legwork. Like literally the only time they go to the property is when they're going to sign a contract and get the get the pictures taken typically. Now, yeah. and that might be like if it, was a, if it was a guy doing it or if it was me doing it, maybe I'd rush out to the property and try to build face-to-face rapport and then not get that deal. Well, they're getting all right. these deals basically over the phone and it's yeah. been so powerful because I can I can give them more and more and more leads that because yeah. they can stay in the office like you right now make the calls yeah. follow up get it to the point where you go you sign a contract and then you sell it you know what I mean I think it's yeah. a huge advantage yeah yeah, yeah. It. And that's kind of more so what we're doing now. Like, I don't go out as much. I mean, maybe I should. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of more what we're leaning to. I mean, I enjoy I'm OK now with being on the phone, making those calls and, you know, getting people on the phone and building rapport. Like, I'm great with that. But and it's crazy because initially when I went into retail, I had no like desire to go into investments, to wholesale I told my husband, I was like, you know, he was like, you know, maybe you should think about this and look at this and, you know, look at the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'll <laughs> stick with retail. You, That's your thing. You yep. do it. Yep. But, uh, hey, I'm a believer now. <laughs> now you got it. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, it's a fact, right? So yeah. it's not even yeah. that you believe you can do it. It's a fact that you can do it. You've got yeah. the cold heart. I mean, you've, you've got the closing. You've got the funds. You've got the process. I mean, you know that you can do this. Again and again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. So what's what yeah. what does it look like now? Do you have a pipeline of leads that you're following up with? Are you like what's what what are you doing now? Yeah, yeah. We basically, like I said, my um I'm working with my husband on things, but we are we have um a pipeline of leads that we are working on. We're actually trying to, you know, feed more leads into it as far as like the uh tax delinquent, because that I mean those have been pretty awesome to work with the tax delinquents. It. So uh, yeah, yeah, just working on that, just trying to keep keep it going. Yeah, awesome. Now you you mentioned, and I'm not going to let you off the hook for this because I do remember yeah. you said that you're not being consistent with your calls as much as you were because you got <laughs> right. because you got other things going on. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. You make calls and you get twelve grand. I mean, I know. I know. I know. Working on some other deals, working on, uh, Got it. I guess, some other, yeah, some other business deals. And then school's out. Oh, my God, the kids are here. Yep. They're so distracting. I know. <laughs> I know it. That's that's why I'm on a 19th floor of a building, just to, just so my kids can't find me. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> working on that, too. Getting out of here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, speak now to, to somebody starting out. Maybe you speak now to somebody that uh, is a woman that's thinking about wholesaling, that's thinking about a, a life and a career in in wholesaling or real estate. Like, what advice would you give them starting out? Um, I would say, don't be afraid. You can do it. I mean, um, I don't know. It's it's so much to it. Don't be afraid. Reach out to other women who are already doing it. See what they're doing. See what you know they're not doing, or or you know what I mean. And just because you know there's, it's I guess a male dominated field doesn't mean that you know there's not women out there that's 
rocking it out. So yeah, I would say dig, dig into it. Go for it. I love it. (laughs) Don't be afraid. I love it. That's perfection. Perfection. I love it. How would, how would, how would people reach out to you? Do you have like a, a email or an Instagram or something that you would yeah, email is fine. Yeah, Jennifer Talbert, uh, my first and last name, Holmes with an S, H O M E S, at gmail.com. Spell your last name for everybody Talbert, T O L B E R T. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. It has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I really Thanks. think that it's uh, we need a lot more powerful women like you in the wholesaling business because you guys would. Just beat us dudes like a drum. You guys have such an advantage. I want to encourage as many women as possible to really, really, really do your, think about it, make sure that it feels good in your gut, and then go for it because this business yeah. is life-changing. It truly is. And I love that you let us down your journey in this. That's incredible. Yeah. And thank it, you. Yeah, thank you. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate with Jennifer, it is the TTP program. <laughs> you go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's about. Check out the testimonials. If it feels good, again, in your gut, make a, set up a call. It'll be the best call of your year. I look forward to working with you personally. Jennifer, you are the best. Thank you so much Thank for, for being on here. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, and you are uh, Biloxi, Biloxi, Mississippi. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. For everybody that's out there that's in and around Biloxi, Mississippi, reach out or anywhere, any woman, any guy, anywhere that's interested, <laughs> inspired, reach out to her in her email. You're the best. Until next time, Thanks. guys, keep listening. Go and take action. These, these podcasts mean nothing if you don't take action. And I encourage you to talk to people. Till next time. Yep. See ya. Bye. Yes. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.